0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan, and I'm here today with Chelsea and Jess Moister. Jess is with us for the first time. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So Jess, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us about uh, what you do here at Worship Center, and then we'll we'll get into Jeremiah.
2: I am the WC Kids Ministry Assistant, so I assist pastors Sheena and Allison um, with all things kids ministry, baby (laughs) through fourth grade. We're thankful for that. Because we both have kids.
1: It's <laughs> funny thinking about and I know your
0: kids, and they're fun. <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: <Okay>. Hopefully. That's <laughs> I, I was looking
0: for this whole time. <laughs> Affirmation. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, some of these stories come up in kids' men here soon. Like, you know, there's, there's a <laughs> yes. lot of really, really great stories for kids to <laughs> repeat to their parents. Oh gosh.
2: What happened to King? Has,
1: um... <laughs> yeah. Except
0: yesterday's My episode had, eyes had eyes a couch. warning. Did you see that? Because you weren't here for it.
1: Oh, no. It was a
0: Oholaba ho- a and a ho- Ohola. I can't okay. Say. It's the two um, bad women <laughs> representing oh. Israel. And... Oh, boy. So we said, hey, if you're listening with kids, stop right now. <laughs> It was a good warning. Not not <laughs> every story bad. in the
1: Bible can be printed on like a little colorful card. No, and... <laughs>
0: There's no flannel graphs about a, a whole about. Oh, no.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> hey kids. Today we're gonna learn about a about. Everybody stops coming to the church. <laughs> okay. All right. So on that wonderful cheery note, uh, we are we're starting in Jeremiah 32. We walk pretty much completely through Jeremiah 32. Um, And then we pick up a little bit of Ezekiel. Um, I have been out for a little bit, um, but we're we're still in just as much destruction as when I left. So (laughs) nothing's changed. I I was hoping I'd come back on a brighter spot.
0: (laughs) You did. There is
1: there is some all right. That's fair. There is some brightness here.
0: Jeremiah, for once in his life, has something good to say.
1: (laughs) That that he bought some land. (laughs) Is that what you're referring to?
0: (laughs) No. Israel's and Judah's restoration, which I think there's some really beautiful passages in here. about God giving them one heart, one purpose to worship him, um, being their God, making an everlasting covenant with him. He'll never stop doing good for them. I mean, so many things that's just like, oh, it's like a breath breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, God does love them.
1: (laughs) Chelsea, have you been ready for a breath of fresh air? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so one thing I noticed is that we, we pick up, um, in Jeremiah 32, um, This is following, uh, uh, this is not very deep. We pick up in Jeremiah 32. That's following Jeremiah 31. (laughs)
0: With some backstory. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, I think we've been in Ezekiel for quite a bit. Is that right? Um, And we've jumped around Jeremiah a little bit. So it's been a bit since we actually read Jeremiah 31. Mm -hmm. The end of Jeremiah 31 is where God is establishing his new covenant, which is really like a messianic passage. It's saying that at some point, at some day, Um, there's going to come a time where the, the law is written on people's hearts, um, that there'll be this, this reigning ruler that's in the line of David that will like never like he'll reign forever, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so we look at that passage and we, we understand it to be about Jesus. Um, then we pick up in Jeremiah 32, which is where we start today and Jeremiah buys land. It feels a little bit weird. (laughs) So Jeremiah's in prophet prison. (laughs) And somehow he has money to buy land from his cousin. Now, the reason that's interesting is because they're currently under military siege. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're under military siege, and there's there's actually, like, there's some pretty real world examples currently Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, it really wouldn't make much sense if you were ready to be evacuated from Afghanistan to be buying up land in Afghanistan. Right, you're not going to buy a field. Exactly. (laughs) It's not like, hey, I just bought this really sweet field, you know, in right outside of Kabul. Right. It's not a great time to be doing that. Um, but Jeremiah, in a very similar sense, right? The army's right outside the walls. They're going to be crashing the walls down soon. This is not a friendly army. This is a, a very against them army. Right. And Jeremiah somehow is finding time to buy this plot of land. <laughs> well,
0: else he's going to get into a private prison. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and, and it's an allusion to what is going to come. It's kind of setting up this future promise that he's going to buy this land because God will eventually restore his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Jess, you had some thoughts about, like, just how often joy shows up in this passage following this.
2: Yeah. And in the beginning, he again goes into the fall of Jerusalem. Um, But the rest of it, there's so much joy. And he talks about restoration. I was going through and starting a circle. I'm like, oh, I'm already at, like, 12 joys. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's... It's interesting how you point out real life situations and you try to think about real life and like the desperation and how terrible that must feel. And the same with these people being under siege and even looking at history, people who have gone through living under repressive regimes trying to attack them Mm -hmm. and destroy them. Mm -hmm. And it's really depressing and sad. But then... God talks about his, the Lord says he's going to restore and there's going to be joy. There's going to be joy in those streets that Hmm. all of this destruction is happening. Um, Joyful voices, joyful songs, and thanksgiving. One of my favorite verses, and usually just thrown on the wall, like, give thanks to the Lord for his good, his faithful love endures forever. But if you look at the... The context of it, and that's what people will be saying after all this death and destruction. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a miracle in itself and just a testament to his love, God's love for his people, even though they continue, like you had been mentioning, hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of years of disobedience, um, right. he still loves them. Right. And it's interesting
0: in that same verse, um, give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies. So it's not, they're giving thanks to this commander that they have. That's much better than King Zedekiah, much better than any armor that they have. Um, they're recognizing this military leader who is the Lord, who's going to bring peace and prosperity to them.
1: Um, as we've read God's whole story, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but that, that name, like particularly in Jeremiah, God is referred to as the Lord of heaven's armies. Mm -hmm. Like, very 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 often
0: which makes sense because of how like they're under siege they, they don't have anyone leading this charge right now yeah
1: and, um and God is the Lord. God is commanding armies wholesale and widespread throughout Jeremiah like he's he's commanding the armies of Babylon mm-hmm. we've seen him command uh the armies of Assyria uh we've seen him command some other armies and he consistently says like I'm raising these people up I will tear these people down. Like he's already said, I'm going to raise up Babylon. I'm going to tear down Babylon. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get into Ezekiel where he says, I'm going to tear down Tyre. Um, It's just interesting that the primary way that God is referenced in Jeremiah is the Lord of Heaven's armies, because it's not typically how we – like. We don't come in and sing praise to the Lord of Heaven's armies. That's a little little strange.
0: I'm like racking my brain for worship somewhere. It, I can't do you, you have any? And
1: there is one. There is you one. got I one? Just has one. What is it? Which one?
2: <laughs> it's something about the Lord of Heaven's armies marching.
1: okay. The that makes something. sense.
2: It's a lyric. Mm. It's a lyric. That it sounds, sounds right. <laughs> I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to home. But it's there. I bet there's a
0: lot of um, hymns about the Lord of Heaven's armies. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I... I think that's it. Just makes a lot of sense. The the people of Judah need the Lord of Heaven's armies mm-hmm. and God. He has all these names because He is all these things to them and to us mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I I think what stuck out to me the most is also the the obvious call to Jesus, the righteous descendant from David's line, who's going to rule forever. Um, he'll sit on the throne of Israel forever. And God's like, you actually you can't break this covenant with me. If you can find a way to separate day and night and switch them around. Then that's when the covenant's gonna be broken. Yeah. Spoiler alert, that can't happen. <laughs> so God's in a sense saying, never is this covenant gonna be broken.
1: It, it can't happen because it's a law that God has set in place at creation. Right. Like and God is saying, like, mm-hmm. I you can't reverse what I've created. Mm-hmm. It exists and exists as I will it to exist. Yeah. And so as long as I'm like the God of the universe, this is what I will do. It's really interesting because Um, what it's, uh, Jeremiah, I'm assuming it's 32. It's a little hard to pick it out sometimes in this chronological Bible. No, it's 33, Jeremiah 33, um, verse 22. And as the stars of the sky cannot be counted and the sand on the seashore cannot be measured. So I will multiply the descendants of my servant, David and the Levites who minister before me. Um, it's been a bit, I mean, chronologically speaking, timeline speaking, it's been a long time. Uh, since God promised Abraham that his descendants would be as plentiful as the stars in the sky sky and the sand on the shore. Um, And so this this passage specifically is a callback to those Genesis passages where God's promising this to Abraham. So it's kind of neat um, to see that God is establishing this new covenant through David's line as a continuation of his covenant that already exists with Abraham. So Jeremiah is speaking on behalf of God, hearing from God, um, about this new covenant in the context of being in prophet prison in the middle of Jerusalem under siege by the Babylonians. And God is speaking in ways that he spoke to Abraham out in the middle of the field um, about this very land. Like you're going to go to a place that's not of your ancestors. You're going to be a stranger in that land and I'm going to give you the land and I'm going to give you descendants. So it's, it's just a cool a continuation of God's promises, which don't change
0: yeah definitely and then those promises extend to us as well yeah um, so when I see multiply the descendants of my servant David Israel will be multiplied um, but also the church mm-hmm. I mean it's a promise for the people right here in the time and it's also a promise for us too yeah so. guys thanks so much for listening today to God's Whole Story and we'll be back tomorrow bye
1: see ya Jeremiah 32, starting in verse 1. The following message came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. This was also the 18th year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. Jerusalem was then under siege from the Babylonian army, and Jeremiah was imprisoned in the courtyard of the, of the guard in the royal palace. King Zedekiah had put him there, asking why he kept giving this prophecy. This is what the Lord says, I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will take it. King Zedekiah will be captured by the Babylonians and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and I will deal with him there, says the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will never succeed. At that time, the Lord sent me a message. He said, your cousin Hanamel, son of Shalom, will come and say to you, buy my field at Anahoth. By law, you will have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else. Then, just as the Lord had said he would, my cousin Hanamel came and visited me in prison he said please buy my field at anahoth in the land of benjamin by law you have the right to buy it before it's offered to anyone else so buy it for yourself then i knew that the message i heard from was from the lord so i bought the field at anahoth paying hanamel 17 pieces of silver for it i signed and sealed the deed of purchase before witnesses weighed out the deed which was contained in the terms and conditions of the purchase And I handed them to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the grandson of Messiah. I did all this in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, the witnesses who had signed the deed and all the men of Judah who were there in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Then I said to Baruch, as they all listened, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, take both this sealed deed and the unsealed copy and put them into a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time. For this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Someday people will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. Then after I had given the papers to Baruch, I prayed to the Lord. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands, but you also bring the consequences of one generation's sin upon the next. You are great and powerful God, the Lord of heaven's armies. You have all wisdom and do great and mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all people. You give them what they deserve. You perform miraculous signs and wonders in the lands of Egypt, things still remembered to this day. And you have continued to do great miracles in Israel and all around the world. You have made your name famous to this day. You brought Israel out of Egypt with a mighty hand and wonders, and a strong hand and a powerful arm, and with overwhelming terror. You gave the people of Israel this land that you promised their ancestors long before, a land flowing with milk and honey. Our ancestors came and conquered it and lived in it, but they refused to obey you or follow your word. They have not done anything you commanded. That is why you have sent this terrible disaster upon them. See how the siege ramps have been built against the city walls. Through war, famine, and disease, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians who will conquer it. Everything has happened just as you said, and yet, O sovereign Lord, you have told me to buy the field, paying good money for it before these witnesses, even though the city will soon be handed over to the Babylonians. Then the message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? This is what the Lord says. I hand this city over to the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. The Babylonians outside the walls will come in and set fire to the city. They will burn down all these houses where the people provoked by anger by burning incense to Baal on the rooftops and by pouring out liquid offerings to other gods. Israel and Judah have done nothing but wrong since their earliest days. They have infuriated me with all their evil deeds, says the Lord. From the time this city was built until now, it has done nothing but anger me, so I am determined to get rid of it. The sins of Israel and Judah— The sins of the people of Jerusalem, the kings, the officials, the priests, and the prophets have stirred up my anger. My people have turned their backs on me and have refused to return. Even though I diligently taught them, they would not receive instruction or obey. They have set up their abominable idols right in my own temple, defiling it. They have built pagan shrines to Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and there they sacrificed their sons and daughters to Molech. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. What an incredible evil causing Judah to sin so greatly. Now I want to say something more about this city. You have been saying it will fall to the king of Babylon through war, famine, and disease. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will certainly bring my people back again from all the countries where I will scatter them in my fury. I will bring them back to this very city and let them live in peace and in safety. They will be my people and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one purpose, to worship me forever, for their own good and for the good of all their descendants. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good for them. I will put a desire in their hearts to worship me, and they will never leave me. I will find joy doing good for them and will faithfully and wholeheartedly replant them in this land. This is what the Lord says, just as I have brought all these calamities on them, so I will do all the good I have promised them. Fields will again be bought and sold in the land about which you now say it has been ravaged by these Babylonians, a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yes, fields will once again be bought and sold, deeds signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin and here in Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah and in the hill country, in the foothills of Judah and in the Negev, too. For some day I will restore prosperity to them. I, the Lord, have spoken." While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the Lord gave him this second message. This is what the Lord says, the Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, you have torn down the houses of this city and even the king's palace to get materials to strengthen the walls against the siege ramps and the swords of the enemy. You expect to fight the Babylonians, but the men of this city are already as good as dead, for I have determined to destroy them in my terrible anger. I have abandoned them because of their wickedness. Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds and give it prosperity and true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. Then this city will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all nations of the earth, The people of the world will see all the good I do for my people, and they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provide for them. This is what the Lord says, You have said this is a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yet in the empty streets of Jerusalem and Judah's other towns, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and laughter. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will be heard again, along with the joyous songs of people bringing thanksgiving offerings to the Lord. They will sing, Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. For I will restore the prosperity of this land to what it has was in the past, says the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. This land, though it is now desolate and has no people and animals, will once more have pastures where shepherds can lead their flocks. Once again, shepherds will count their flocks in the towns of the hill country, the foothills of Judah, the Negev in the land of Benjamin, the vicinity of Jerusalem, and all the towns of Judah. I, the Lord, have spoken. The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things I have promised them. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. In that day, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this will be its name, the Lord is our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says David will have a descendant sitting on the throne of Israel forever, and there will always be a Levitical priest to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings and sacrifices to me. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord says If you can break my covenant with the day and the night so that one does not follow the other, only then will my covenant with my servant David be broken. Only then will he no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. The same is true for my covenant with the Levitical priests who minister before me. And as the stars of the sky cannot be counted and the sand on the seashore cannot be measured, so I will multiply the descendants of my servant David and the Levites who minister before me. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Have you noticed what people are saying? The Lord chose Judah and Israel and then abandoned them. They are sneering and saying that Israel is not worthy to be counted as a nation. But this is what the Lord says. I would no more reject my people than I would change my laws that govern night and day, earth and sky. I will never abandon the descendants of Jacob or David, my servant, or change the plan that David's descendants will rule the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead, I will restore them to their land and have mercy on them. Ezekiel 26, starting in verse 1. On February 3rd, during the twelfth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, Tyre has rejoiced over the fall of Jerusalem, saying, Ha! She who was the gateway to the rich trade routes to the east have all been broken, and I am the heir. Because she has been made desolate, I will become wealthy. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I am your enemy, O Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you like the waves of the sea crashing against your shoreline. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and tear down its towers. I will scrape away its soil and make it bare rock. It will be just a rock in the sea, a place for fishermen to spread their nets, for I have spoken, says the Sovereign Lord. Tyre will become the prey of many nations, and its mainland villages will be destroyed by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. From the north I will bring King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon against Tyre. He is the king of kings and brings his horses, chariots, charioteers, and great army. First he will destroy your mainland villages. Then he will attack you by building a siege wall, constructing a ramp, and raising a roof of shields against you. He will pound your walls with battering rams and demolish your towers with sledgehammers. The hooves of his horses will choke the city with dust, and the noise of the charioteers and chariot wheels will shake your walls as they storm through your broken gates. His horsemen will trample through every street in the city. They will butcher your people, and your strong pillars will topple. They will plunder all your riches and merchandise and break down your walls. They will destroy your lovely homes and dump stones and timbers and even dust into the sea. I will stop the music of your songs. No more will the sound of harps be heard among your people. I will make your island a bare rock, a place for fishermen to spread their nets. You will never be rebuilt, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes, the Sovereign Lord has spoken." Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM or you could actually email us at podcasts at You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's Whole Story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any any way that you'd like, we'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.